So I I uh, started working at this liquor store very recently. You know that before mm-hmm. listening. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Um, and I am the um, youngest person there by like you'd say at least thirty years. Yeah, and you're not young. No. <laughs> and it's like crotchety old people. Yeah. <laughs> A real cast of characters over there. So. The second day that I go in there to work, there was a, um, you probably have seen it. They have a um, donation jar for like uh, children's leukemia is what it was at the time. Mm -hmm. And the second day I go in there, they informed me that it was, that the jar was stolen the (laughs) previous day. And (laughs) only one of the old people there uh, knows how to work the security camera system. Uh And so they asked me if I could try and figure it out so we could look at the guy uh-huh. or whoever stole the jar. And so I figured it out in like 30 seconds because it's really simple. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's kind of like, this is what I did for like the first like 45 minutes I was there. I was just like scrubbing through this footage. You're like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was like their main priority. And so then... I get to like 8.58 p.m. Um, on the footage, so two minutes before the place closes. Um, and I see there's this guy on there who's like acting kind of weird or whatever. And um, <laughs> apparently he gave uh, one of the women working there, uh, it was like one of those like pr- prepaid like Visa gift cards or whatever. Yeah. He's like, I should have like $15 on there. Sure. So retrospectively, we realized that was a ruse, and it was just to get her to go be fucking around with the credit card machine. Uh-huh. So the first thing he does is he pockets a little five-pack of Swisher Sweets that were on the counter. Sure. <laughs> as one does. And then <laughs> he reaches into the donation jar and gets his fucking hand stuck in there like Winnie the Pooh, the fucking <laughs> honeypot. <laughs> Gets like one dollar out. Is it just an actual jar? It was, it's like, yeah, it was something that I don't know, maybe like bulk, like pretzels would have come in. Or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a little plastic jar that they just like cut a hole in the lid of. That's hilarious. And he got his hand stuck got, in that. He got his hand stuck in there. And then <laughs> the woman comes back to tell him that the card wasn't working. And then he asks her to try again. So she leaves again. And. He lifts up his shirt and undoes his belt, and I'm like, oh my god, what is happening right now? <laughs> and he's like fucking around with his pants and like looking around super nervous. And this jar, I would say, is like a little bit larger than a football, for reference. Um, and then he grabs this thing and just stuffs it in the front of his pants. Uh, the whole jar. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a baggie, a boot cut. Yeah, and then <laughs> And uh, the, the woman comes back like, no, your card didn't work. And then because so he's standing there with the jar down his with pants, the jar down he doesn't his leave. Pants. No. And so he's like leaning on the counter so she can't see it. Uh-huh. The jar is in the pants. Yeah. And then he was just trying to buy like a little cheap pint of vodka. Uh-huh. And, and because the old woman that was working is super nice. She's like, I'll just I'll just buy this for you today. So, so she buys him the oh liquor and he waltzes out with this jar in his pants. Unbelievable. And then I, wow. I like, so then I like switched it over to the camera that sees people going out. Uh-huh. And, he's just walk- and it seriously looks like he's just got a fucking football in his pants. Uh-huh. And he's like, kind of like <laughs> wobbling out of the store. 
Welcome to The Radio Cure. I'm your host, Nathan Steele, and each week, Jeremy Cohen and I talk about new albums and artists in and around the indie music landscape. This week, the love affair with Kevin Parker as the savior of rock and roll may be coming to an end. His Valentine's Day gift has more in common with a glitching Westworld host than a cashmere black dog. Talking The Slow Rush by Tame Impala next on The Radio Care. Happy Valentine's Day, Jer. Happy Valentine's Day. We're having a nice romantic evening together. I know. Recording, I thought about that. having some drinks. We're going to watch The Bachelor. People are going to people are going to think that I I'm not on good terms with my wife, but <laughs> we're we're above that fray. That's good. You should be above it. Valentine's commercialism, Day commercialism, so commercialization. Valentine's Day is so fucking stupid. It is. I hate it with all my heart. It's it's right up there with Mother's Day. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> That's great. It's just like everybody's trying to get to the exact same fucking place. Yeah. You know, you're trying to go out to like a nice restaurant or, you know, do something. And so everything is just packed. And so the normal amount of people that are usually downtown are not there or are, are, are like doubled. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw too that you guys have a, a festival, I guess, because Loveland, I don't know, is that a thing? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is a thing. You can actually, it's like Santa Claus, Indiana. You can get your um, uh, your letter, your uh, special stamped, uh, if you put it in the mailbox during a certain time in a certain mailbox. Oh, interesting. And then when it goes, okay. it has like these cupids and hearts on it and stuff. Well, damn, I should have sent some sort of letter today. To you someone. have no one to love. I have no one to love. Who More importantly, send, you have no one that loves you. Who would I, who would I send a letter to with cute little hearts on it? Oh, you should have sent to Mowgli. Oh, that would have been funny. Julia thinking she's getting like a, a nice like letter from you. Uh-huh. Wanted her back and be like, it's for the, for the cat. <laughs> I miss you so much. <laughs> uh, remind me next year. Yeah, yeah. It won't be as funny, but yeah. I will... Remind you next year. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, it's not they got a big like almost look like a giant inflatable igloo on um Fourth Street over there. Yeah. They I mean it's like we live in Pawnee, Indiana. Like they love their fucking festivals. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. This this town we've talked about it before. But this town really does have a very missed Midwest vibe to it. Yeah, for being absolutely. In Colorado. I got here. I was like, oh, I'm I'm. This is just where I used to live. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> just like with more money and less water. <laughs> <laughs> Old man Dave at the liquor store was telling me. Claim he kept talking about how he was going to go down there in a in a diaper with a little bow and arrow and be Cuban. <laughs> and I honestly don't know if he's kidding or not. It was impossible to tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like him. He was the one that he was like, "Oh, you got your," because I had like a handle and a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. He's like, he's like, get home and lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing today, or, or you got your day planned out for you, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so tame Impala. This album is pretty tame for Impala. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Feels very comfortable to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which yeah. is not really what I expect from him. So in that sense, I think it's a little underwhelming. But I think it's a really good album. I just think that the bar was so high that I'm not quite looking at this the right way. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think that he was real intentional in not trying to follow up what he's already done in some sense. Um, and kind of like to take a breather from that mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, so as not to be like formulaic or whatever, you know? Yeah. And Currents was such a perfect, um, it's like perfect psychedelic rock, you know, yes. and it has that dance element to it. So he's kind of like that, um, more, you know, clubby side of, yeah. Of a uh, psychedelic. Yeah, which and I thought he pulled it off. The Molly crew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought he pulled it off perfectly with Currents, and I feel like he's kind of, he's stayed in that sound for mm-hmm. this one. Um, this is for the heroin crew. Yeah, this was yeah more like mm, melancholy almost. Well, he's he's gone from like you know the the rock playlist on Spotify to like the Sunday morning chill playlist on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do still think it's really good though overall. Yeah, and everybody seemed to give it the same grade. It was almost like what are you going to give it? I don't know. Like let's just all do the same. Yeah, let's all give it an so, 8 or an 80. Yeah, it was or almost exactly whatever. 80 yeah. uh, across the board. Yeah. Which I think is totally fair, honestly. It's fair. It's fair. It's still better than most things that are put out. <laughs> so I got a, I, I went to Rolling Stone this time. Hmm. Um, I don't know. They, they seem like the rock people. We get there every now and then. We get there every now and again. I have nostalgia for it because that was the magazine that I grew up oh, reading. Oh, dude, yeah. I had a subscription to that. I would yeah. look forward to getting it so fucking yeah. much. The political stuff in there was way better than it is now, but yes, <laughs> they used to have some great political stuff. Anyway, I've not read Rolling Stone in a while and woof. <laughs> How'd that go? Jargony. <laughs> Just like they're so cool. These guys are cool. Yeah. Listen to this shit, Jer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin Parker is a prog rock whiz with a heart of pop gold, spooling out resplendent psychedelic symphonies in Tame Impala, a studio project that's blossomed into a big, a band big enough to headline Coachella. With his long hair and spacey jams, he can recall a bygone era of art rock conjurer. Those 70s studio druids holed up in their sound caves, subsisting on psycho... Oh, silos... What's... Uh, psilocybin? Psilocybin tea and holding philosophical discourses with their beard fleas. <laughs> I don't know if I can continue. That might need to be the end of the episode. <laughs> guys writing a love letter on Valentine's Day. I don't need to be hearing about druids and beard fleas. <laughs> but Parker's a modern guy, and his music works because he balances pie-eyed grandeur with sugary sleekness. It's part of the reason Rihanna covered one of his songs and why he's been tapped to work with Lady Gaga, Kanye West, and other stars. Hmm. Those other stars. The others. Mm-hmm. Need to mention who they are by name. So, you know, he's been accepted by the pop, yes, hip-hop community. That means you're legit. Yeah. Well, I think most of that happened like right after Currents, which makes sense. There's that song on Currents that's so good that I was always like, that could be a phenomenal hip-hop beat. Mm-hmm. What fucking song am I thinking of? I, all of them. No, there's one, <laughs> there's one specifically. Uh, uh, oh, new oh new person, same old mistakes. Oh yeah, phenomenal. I'm trying to hear that in my head. I can't. No. Nope. 
that one. <laughs> oh, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. No, that's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can hear that now. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well done, Jer. Thank you. The Slow Rush is Tame Impala's first album since their 2015 breakout, Currents. Parker still sings like a BG with a soul of Bowie's major Tom floating above his thick disco, funk, and trip-hop beats. I feel like his voice still will always just remind me of John Lennon. I wasn't even done. Beautifully manicured synth textures and easeful yak yak soul melodies. That's a lot. That's a lot of adjectives. Yacht soul. Hmm. Is that a genre? Like yacht rock? Yacht, yacht rock is With a soul genre. music? Yacht soul Yacht metal. rock is. It's like all Well, the, no, I know what yacht rock is, of course. Yeah, Michael McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> but is yacht... Yacht. I want to say yacht for some reason. Because <laughs> well, I see that, that I see that CH in there. Yacht. Yacht. Yacht soul. <laughs> Even when songs wander off into diffuse eddies. You know Eddie Water. Mm-hmm. Eddie, oh yeah, Eddie Water. He's a yeah. great guy. <laughs> oh God! Or when he crams several distinct micro movements into the same tune, everything seems obviously considered. I feel like I have micro movements within my bowel movements. Mm, yeah, like constantly. Yeah, just got a couple of different movements within movements. Mm-hmm. Just throughout the day, yeah. I feel the same. Well, no, throughout the dump. Throughout the dump. Okay. Yeah. I feel like throughout the day, I, yeah. I, I just feel little things going on in there. It's powerful, constantly. it's slow, mm-hmm. and then it's watery. Yeah. <laughs> don't know how that relates to music at well, all. You know, can, 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 I guess you can be swimmy. Things are swimmy. You can be swimmy. I was talking, talking about eddy waters. Uh, yeah, that's true. You could have a diffuse eddy. I had a diffuse eddy in my shit last night. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's like slow diarrhea. <laughs> Yeah, micro movements. Um, if also micro movements could be just tiny poops throughout the day. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Like there's a little, there's nothing more frustrating than feeling like you have to shit and then you just take those like tiny little rabbit turds yeah. and it's like that's it. Let me ask you, Mister Seal, are you having micro movements? <laughs> yes, doctor. I believe I am. I like your doctor impression. <laughs> Dr. Van Ostrom. <laughs> oh, where the fuck am I in this flowery little piece here? Uh, into the same. Everything seems obviously considered, obviously, as if he spends more time perfecting the hi hat clicks than most artists take making their whole record. If someone told you an army of musicians had contributed to the slow rush, you wouldn't be surprised. But the credit. Read simply all music written, performed, and mixed by Kevin Parker. Kevin Parker sounds like a next door neighbor on some sort of sitcom. <laughs> it's a solid Australian name. Kevin Parker. Don't strong, you think? Strong yeah. name. Strong name. Strong uh, prison name. Yeah. <laughs> what does all this gilded majesty add up to? Probably not a ton. A whole album of Parker's distracted. Reverb laden falsetto can get a little too drifty, no matter how dazzling the musical experience. Focus too deeply, and it feels like a collection of songs, and less like a collection of songs, and more like a showplace for his sonic finery. 
Ooh, Sonic Finery. Yeah, I like Sonic that. Finery. It's like he's got a little curio shop mm-hmm. of uh, sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Come in here. I'm a haberdasher of sounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that is probably something that exists in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yes. I've lately I've been getting into sound haberdashery. Oh no, you don't. You've not heard. Oh, okay, so wow, you've not heard what that is. Okay, yeah, no. So basically, I haberdash sound, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about the hot sauce store I went to in Williamsburg it's called the the Heatonist? Oh, that's great. That was one of the douchiest places I've ever been in my life. I love it. I love it when. Um, Pun names branch out from like hair salons usually mm. are the are the ones that are uh, do it the most. I feel like yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a barbershop downtown called Head Zeppelin. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> I frowned and made a little noise. <laughs> Speaking of oh. Yatsol, no, they weren't Yatsol. Yatsol. <laughs> As mood music, though, it's a sweet trip. So sit back, relax, and have a swig. It'll take the edge off. Mm. Sw- swig of the music, Jer. Right. Just sip it. It's a, it's more of a more of a sipping album. Mm. I don't care for sipping. No, you don't. You're more of a guzzler. I'm a guzzler, <laughs> regardless of what it is. <laughs> Just want that. <laughs> like food, I, I guzzle food, anything. You do guzzle food. It kind of it's like water. Mm-hmm. It just kind of goes right down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I picked one more year. There are some songs on here that I that I really like. Um, I I think that it's it's excessive as an album. It's a bit excessive. Um, it's I think I think he's always psychedelic. I feel like this is. A good bit more psychedelic than Currents. What do you think about that? Yeah, I do. I think it's more trippier. That's why I thought the trip hop uh, reference was good, especially for this album. Yeah, like I feel like if you like took acid and listened to this album, you might go insane. A theory that I hope to test at some point. <laughs> I will report back. I G- Gregorian Robot Choir. Huh? Have you ever heard of that? No. No one has. <laughs> That's what um, says one more year at the beginning of mm. the uh, and Mr. Tame Impala himself, Kevin Parker. Oh, okay. Said that in an interview or something. I, oh, I think I saw it on Spotify. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, he called it the Gregorian Robot Choir. Is that a thing? No. As if he was referencing something people would know. No, that sounds like something he invented. Yeah. What's, what makes it Gregorian? Are they all Gregs? Greg. It's Greg with two G's. Oh, it's Greg with three G's. Thanks. Be a good name for something. 
Gregorian, Gregorian robot choir. Yeah. They'd be. Yeah. It would be. I don't know. I've got nothing there. That's fine. We can move on. This one has great drug dance vibes. It really does. Uh, it, it seems to go beyond druggy. current in a real currents in a real interesting way. Yeah. Kind of really picks up on that kind of loops and beats and synths and just goes yeah. to the logical end. I wish more of the songs were like this song. Mm. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's very groovy. Um, mm-hmm. It's got that nice like driving beat in there. Um, but this is what I was talking about. Uh, this album being a little, a bit melancholy. I think it really starts with this one. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh yeah, the chorus goes. Why don't we just say one more year, not worrying if I get the right amount of sleep, not caring if uh, we do the same thing every week, of living like I'm only living for me. I've never talking about what we're gonna be. One more year of living like a free spirit. I want to be. So it's it's almost like he's he's. He's in a lifestyle that is kind of he needs to move on from. Yeah. And he's he has a lot of like regret and like uh self-loathing yeah, for, for not being able like, to. And the and and just and just the way the music sounds too apart from the lyrics is it's like you know, wistful sadness maybe I don't know. There's like <laughs> Yeah, like I need to give this up, but I'll give myself one more year. It's like a total addict thing to say. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll just I'll wait for my birthday. That's a let's take like a good stopping point. Yeah. You really know? good song though and and uh not if I was like just trying to imagine what the opening song on the new Tame Impala would be. This is not what I would have thought, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sets the tone for the album because it doesn't really get to that like grand place that mm-hmm. the first song on Currents does. Yeah, which is and like, fuck. oh fuck, yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, damn it. <laughs> uh, Breathe deep. I think this is another one that is a kind of a a trippy dance song. Yes, it really is. Like this is a total like ecstasy song um. for sure <laughs> love the bass lines on this record and really all yes. of Tame Impala yeah. but this song has got a great bass line I did notice that a lot throughout this album um, like you said it's like one of his things have these, like, these awesome bass lines but this album mm-hmm. especially it's like ooh that's nice um, some of the little breakdowns in this song are just like crazy danceable and I really like the tempo of uh, his singing in it too it's like very quick Yes, but it's a, like they says in the song, till the morning and the groove is low. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a low groove. It is a low groove. There's no there's no real big payoff. Like, I know, and, I, and you know. I was expecting, like, throughout this whole album, like, oh, my God, where's this going to go? And then it just doesn't really happen, which is, yeah. I'm fine with, but I, I was definitely expecting it. Yeah, like, before this, every Tame Impala so- and song was, like, at the Jersey Shore when they were in the club, and they used to go down, like, real low. Yeah. And kind of, like, work it up and work it up and work it up and work it up, and all of a sudden just... It drops, yeah. And then they're, yeah, they're, like, dancing and screaming and, like, raising their hands in the air. It's like this kind of, like... Yeah. I just want the situation back in my life. (laughs) Right. That's really what it comes down down to. Squatting down and raising up. Yeah. (laughs) Um... But yeah, this one, it's like almost impossible not to like kind of bob around in your chair listening to it. Mm-hmm. And it, and like that, the break in it where you think the song is over, it gets like real psychedelic there. Like I feel like you would just like, 
have to reevaluate your life if you were tripping while listening to this song when that break happens. <laughs> I I think I like the songs more just as songs and mm-hmm. rather than as Tame Impala songs. I think hmm. that's where I'm getting tripped up. Interesting, yeah, yeah. You know, I understand because I really liked Lonerism. Yeah, Lonerism's fucking great. And then I thought I like I thought Currents was. In some sense, even better because it still had better, all of the yeah. traits of lonerism, mm-hmm. but added this new thing. Yeah, and so I wanted him to keep just adding y- new things yes. to lonerism. Yes. Is what I guess. Yeah, is, I I'm think saying. that. Yeah, that is. I totally agree, and that's why I think this feels underwhelming, even though it's very good. Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, other than its length, it, it does kind of feel like um, a cane of limbs moment. <laughs> Where let's just take a step back, make a, a, a you know a, a unique album that is that is just kind of like in this this weird place. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there is a weird place for Radiohead albums, but you know what I mean. I like, know exactly it's like, it's what like you in mean. the specific genre of like these kind of like London, yeah, dance DJ kind of mm-hmm. feels. And it and it is like it's. Like this record, it's really good, but I'm not gonna look at it and be like, "Oh, this—that's another Radiohead masterpiece." You exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah, it does get overlooked, and I—I I, this one might as well. Yeah, I think it will. So, lost in yesterday, I picked this one. I—I I mean, this—this this one really, um, has more like currents feel to it. It's got a good mm-hmm. hook, good bass line, and super catchy. Really good bass line. It, it like bops along real mm-hmm. well. It's got almost like a sunny sort of feel to it. He did like these almost like Instagram stories. Uh-huh. Uh, if you pull up the Spotify, mm-hmm. you know, where you see that screen. Like, right, like instead of the like album a, art, it's like a yeah. like music video type thing. Yeah, it has that, but if you scroll down, there's like this like story of the song. And it's like an Instagram thing where it has like, you know, different boxes that hang out for a second. And then oh, go. I think I've seen that before like a, on Spotify. It's, an, it's, a, it's like an Instagram story. I keep saying that. Right. It's like an Instagram story. <laughs> no, we story. got it, Nate. We got it. We know what that means. No, it, well, I, I get what you're saying though. It's basically yeah. like um, an Instagram story. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. And so he's explaining little things um, about the the song or whatever. And yeah. this one is like all about memories. Mm-hmm. I thought of a nostalgia for the unremembered aughts. <laughs> Very nice. Says <laughs> when we're living in squalor wasn't heaven back when you used to get on it four out of seven. Now, even though that was a time I hated from day one, eventually terrible memories turn into great ones. Hmm. It's nice. That is nice. Yeah. And he's not known for his lyrical no, he's, wizardry. No, like, lyrics are generally very important to me, but that is not something I have ever cared about with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, it's just not what you're there for. So it's like a revisionist history, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you look back on, on the kind of the hard, crazy druggy drunk times of your life and you're like oh that was actually fun even though it was like fucking miserable because you're throwing up every other night yeah <laughs> wait looking back on <laughs> yeah 
Hopefully one day. <laughs> I look forward to looking back on that. <laughs> uh, but he says um, in the like, the pre-chorus, so if they call you, embrace them. If they hold you, erase them. And he says in his Instagram story, like that thing down on Spotify that kind of looks like an Instagram story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that's like an Instagram story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing that's like an Instagram story says that I'm speaking about memories there. So... Well, there you go. Embrace the good ones and let the bad ones go. I do like that this song has like a like a moment or two of being like pretty heavy, which is also something that I think is missing on this record that I really liked from all his other ones, like the real heavy driving sort of shit. Yeah, there's a little little bit of that in here. Exactly, it's more upbeat. Mm-hmm. And it, it 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 would be a chill song on current, but on this yeah. album, it's like the upbeat song. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, speaking of still doing bad things and not having memories about them yet, uh, it might be time, Jer. It might be time. <laughs> Maybe that's why I picked this one. I, yeah. I know deep down. Funny story to this, I did not know it, you probably did, but it was the uh, second official single, but only accidentally. It was leaked online. I um, heard that. I did not. Two day, and then two days later, you just released it. Yeah, and I had heard that, and I did not listen to it after he actually released it. Yeah. The only... um, Which one was it? I actually only listened to two of the songs before the album. Two of the five? Yeah. Posthumous Forgiveness and Borderline. Yeah. Borderline's a good song. I almost picked that one. I I like Posthumous Forgiveness a lot, too. Yeah, but I went with Lost in Yesterday for my... uh, Yeah. For my pre-release pick. is like um reminded me of like the whole like narrative of so many James Murphy songs mm-hmm. the getting old yeah this one I feel like is a the little kids li- are coming up from behind yeah this one's like a little more like tragic than like James Murphy's are like kind of like ironic and funny yeah yeah no I feel like he's speaking to me now that I'm on the verge of my next decade yeah might be time to face it it ain't as fun as it used to be now. You're going under. You ain't as young as you used to be. It might be time to face it. You ain't as cool as you used to be. No. Oof. You won't recover. <laughs> you ain't as young as you used to be. <laughs> That's the hard words to hear. They are. Kevin. It is, musically, I love this, particularly the drums throughout this song yeah. are amazing. They sound so good. He's got, he's got crazy fills. Crazy fills and and just the and just the drum beat just sounds mm-hmm. f- fantastic. Little little scronk and sleaze on this one. Huh? Oh, there's definite scronk and sleaze, <laughs> undeniable. It also sounds like it was recorded in your Brooklyn apartment. Yes, uh, with all those sirens in the background. <laughs> I, I, I the, the, you know what the sirens reminded me of. Was, uh, remember the like sirens that would keep coming up in uh, Kill Bill. Yes, that's what that reminded <laughs> me of. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Yeah. So I mean there's there was enough for us to talk about, I felt like, but I was I was not as happy as I was yeah, with Currents. Right. Currents was a moment for me. Right. Well and and I mean we Rock had, is back. <laughs> no, I mean not. we 
had I don't think we actually ranked them, but we I personally had Currents as my number two favorite album of the entire decade. So oh, that's true. It's like, yeah, that's that's hard to follow up, and it's not the album isn't like bad or a disappointment. It's just a little underwhelming. Yeah, but if you use flowery language in your review, yeah, if you talk about um, beard fleas and druids and. <laughs> You can accomplish almost anything. <laughs> oh, what are we going to accomplish? Might be time for us to do something. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, I no, don't no. think so. <laughs> no, we're going down this. We're going under. Yeah, we're going under. <laughs> Bye, cruel world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think it does it for us this time. Tell us what you think of The Slow Rush by leaving us a review in iTunes. While you're there, subscribe for weekly-ish episodes. Till next time, I've been Nathan Seal. With me was Jeremy Cohen. Thanks for listening to The Radio Care. Bye.